coming up. Check it out. A podcast from the Moraine Valley Library. For more information, visit www.morainevalley.edu slash library. This is Check It Out, a podcast about services, resources, and materials in the Moraine Valley Library. We're recording in the super-secret conference room at Moraine Valley Community College in Palos Hills, Illinois. Today's May 4th, 2010. He's Troy Swanson, the teaching and learning librarian. And he's Joe Malarkey, collection development librarian. And tell me, Troy, what have you been reading lately? Well, I've been reading a book by uh, Nassim Taleb called The Black Swan. And in order to, uh, you know, basically, I don't know if I quite get it. So, Joe, I thought... We needed some help with this book today, so could you introduce our guests? Because you knew I wasn't going to get it. <laughs> yes, or at least on my own. So you brought in a couple of heavy no. hitters. No, no comment on that. All right, so we'd like to welcome Jeremy Walker from the math department here. Say hi, Jeremy. Hello. And Mario Bora from the math department here. Hello. <laughs> well, so The Black Swan is a book that essentially talks about, for me, decision-making and the role of probability. And once you start getting into the math side of probability, this is where I start to get lost. And so, thus, Jeremy and Mario are here to maybe help us kind of sift through some of these ideas. So maybe I start by asking Jeremy to describe how she sees the black swan. What is a black swan event? Well, the way I thought about it was it's the extremely unlikely event, but a huge impact. Things I think about are like major flooding, 10,000-year flood. We're talking about really, really rare mm-hmm but completely devastating in some way or completely impactful in some way. You know, I'm always thinking about stuff like weather, so I'm thinking things like Hurricane Katrina, big events, rare, right. and again, big impact. And so, and so thinking about the book with that, I start thinking, well, how are we going to predict this? How are we going to understand it? Yes, stuff like right. that. And so Taleb's original job before he became a writer and kind of speaker now and I think he teaches at Harvard or somewhere now big show up. yeah right uh, you know he was a, a quantitative mathematician trader right like he was trading stocks and uh, derivatives and things like that on the floor and he basically said this is crazy people use the probabilities to make all these decisions even though there are these black swan outliers that totally attack the markets and cause values to drop and all this stuff. So he's built his career kind of building up uh, this anti-market kind of feel in, in the black swan, which I think Mario has some issues maybe with some of his approaches uh, to what a black swan is and how he sees probability. Well, I believe that, um, and I've seen this with my students as well in the course that I teach, uh, people don't understand what probability is. Just because something is highly probable does not mean it's going to happen. And just because something is unlikely and something is not as highly probable does not mean it can't happen. And so while I do recognize the importance of recognizing black swans, especially because they have uh, a possible extreme impact, um, something that can really affect a lot of people, um, I don't think that people really wrap their minds around that. And I really did take it that this book was more a way of uh, recognizing that black swans exist and being able to deal with them, so to make it so that they don't have as much of an impact. So that way, though they may not happen, if they do happen, um, they won't affect us as much. Right. Makes sense. Um, you know, for me, it, it seems like a lot to revolve around uh, the decision-making process, right? So a simple example might be... Um, 
wearing a seatbelt. Like, like, if I go home, the odds of me actually getting in an accident are really slim, even though there's a lot of car accidents out there, right? But I still put on my seatbelt because that rare occurrence may, may happen. So I guess that would be me preventing a black swan in my life. But um, I think there's more complicated decisions that we have to make about the kind of rare events, such as floods and things like that. Jeremy, you had some maybe examples along those lines. Or you know, I, I wanted to say something about what you just said. Yeah, you said ahead. something that, and I don't think you realized it. Um, so you said there's many accidents, right? And mm-hmm. But it's unlikely it's going to happen to you. Right. But you notice there's many, if you look at everywhere, all the cities, there's probably thousands of accidents happening mm-hmm. in a given instance. That's exactly what I think the book is talking about. And yeah. again, the, these rare events and how are we going to prepare for it? And is it that rare events this may wander off script from our earlier discussion but is it is it also though that we have like such a limited perspective right and i sent you that there's a a discussion about um the numbers of people that actually win the lottery twice like it's super rare but if you look at a large enough population of people it's gonna happen there's so many lotteries and enough people play that the odds of actually having someone win twice aren't that bad but is it you like having it actually be you are really slim has it happened Oh yeah, all the, every year there's a handful of people that win twice. Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I think what you're going back to, Trey, and I think Jeremy would agree with me, is that one important aspect of probability is what is your sample space. I mean, if you have a large enough sample space, you could probably prove that anything is true. Mm-hmm. And you can take something that is extremely unlikely, but if you like look over the entire history of the Earth, for example, then it's not as unlikely anymore. So maybe part of this is, in what you're saying with the limited perspective, what exactly, what kind of sample space are we dealing with? Like, what kind of sample space do you consider when you are considering black swans? And that's what, when I was reading this uh, book, I was thinking about how a lot of these things that we use to determine probabilities are basically mathematical models. But our mathematical models are really centered around uh, the common events. And so we may not have, we don't have the ability to use from the beginning of history to the end of time as our sample space and then base it off of that. We can only base it on what we've seen most often. And a lot of mathematical models have been built that way. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely a weakness in the mathematical models. Right, absolutely. Well, and, and I think that um, current neuroscience is showing that the human brain basically does almost the same thing, right? That, I mean, you make models for models as in what, is, what do I think is likely to happen? And then you make decisions based off of that. And we have to, we, you know, it's a, it's a balance, you know, that do you spend enough money to build the bridge to handle the thousand-year flood or the million-year flood or the, you know, Noah's Ark flood or what? Well, and can you convince somebody else that it's worth building it that that strong, right? What do we need it for? Well, exactly, because you are using, so your models, and you're talking about in your brain, so everybody else is using their built-in model Mm -hmm. that says, you know, I've never seen that happen. It doesn't seem like it's very likely, so why do I want to pay for it? And mm-hmm. so you're not right, only battling right, right, right. a weakness of the mathematical models, but then of our ability to interpret and think about unlikely events and uncertainty in general. But Oh, and I just remembered something that yeah. I do. Okay. Now, I've always heard the statistic that um, you're in most danger of an accident near your house. Right. Okay, within about a mile or so. I always put my seatbelt on <laughs> when I'm about a mile from my house. If, if I realize it's not on, I'm like, oh, no, I'm sure they've proved this. <laughs> Click. Uh, 
and perhaps the ultimate probability is how many millions of dollars do the Cubs need to spend on a pitching staff to, to win the World Series? You know, I mean, is it just that improbable? When? When? You're forgetting you're on the south side. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right, so okay. read it, don't read it. What do you think? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, if, you're, if it sounds like if you are a math-minded kind of person, actually, you know what, if you're not a math-minded person, read it. I would say everybody should read this. Mm -hmm. This is something that it changes your perspective. If you probably have heard something about probably at some point in your education, and it's not always gone to in that in-depth. So take the time to read this and uh, get a little bit of idea of the weird things that can go on with probabilities. And I would say read it. Uh, don't be scared away by the math we've been talking about. Yeah. Because it's not um, a this is not a math book at all. And it actually has some pretty interesting uh, insights about the right. financial markets. So if you're really interested in that, too, then you should definitely yeah. read it. If you're, and I think one, one final thought. I think that we need to explain what, where the idea of the black swan comes from. Why is it the term? Does anyone want to? Anyone know? Okay, I'll, I'll jump in, right? I mean, it's, is it like Swan Lake? No, well, I mean, it comes from, like, uh, there's philosophers. No, I, no, I hate that ballet, it's not, by No, the way. it's not ballet. It's okay. um, uh, through the thoughts of, like, David Hume and Karl Popper, who are philosophers of science, that said, if I've sat and watched swans hatch, eggs hatch, and they've all been white, and I've watched a thousand of them, all I can say is the probability is high that the next one that will hatch will be a white swan and not a black swan that we don't know for sure until the event happens that it's a black swan. That's all. So if you're a philosopher, that's another angle you can take on it. Okay, but do they happen? Um, are there such a thing as black swans? Yeah, yeah in Australia. In, yeah. in life. They didn't in, think that in they're... In bio, in nature. Yeah, right. Evolution. Every piece of evolution is a black swan. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd also like to add that uh, the phrase black swan actually goes all the way back to, I believe it was uh, a Roman... Uh, poet yes. who coined it where he said a good man is as hard to find as a black swan and then from that point on it became a phrase for an anomaly yeah good great okay cool well, this well, got deep that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for we're us. gonna yeah so we're gonna link to this off of our um, site you'll, you'll see a link to more information about the book and we want to say thanks for listening come by the library check out our resources our public events you can view them on the library website Yep. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Jeremy and to Mario. Um, until next time, I'm Troy. I'm Joe. And this has been Check It Out. Thanks for listening to this Moraine Valley Library podcast. For more information, visit www.morainevalley.edu library.